Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Phrasiacs, welcome to Tuesday's episode, brand new episode all about my personal life. One of the things I'm most passionate about in this lifetime is having people feel positive about their bodies, lose weight naturally and keep it off if that's what they want to do. I have been fully transparent about my journey. I have gained and lost 150 pounds. I went to my first Weight Watchers meeting when I was 12 years old, got weighed in, and that started the yo-yo dieting for, for literally 10, like more than 10 years, like uh, more, uh, from the age of 12 until 28 when I finally found Robin Mize, my mindful eating therapist, who I'm obsessed with and still very good friends with to this day. And Robin helped me realize through mindful eating um, that I was really overeating and dieting and using laxatives and diet pills to mask other issues that were happening in my life. So today, I wanted to have on my good friend. He's a celebrity trainer as well. Um, he's written a new book, which I highly recommend, The Minimum Method. What I love about Joey Thurman is he has never been a diets guy. He's never been a I'm selling you bone broth guy. Um, he's always, whether it's working out with a A-list celebrity or, you know, working out with a client that he has, he's based in Chicago. Um, he's just always had the mindset of you have to change your entire life for life to adapt to something healthy. And I don't want to say it that way because that sounds overwhelming, but he really breaks it down in the minimum method. And the minimum method is, it's in, in some ways 
Once we get control of why we overeat, the change can be so small. It can be as simple as like, like he's a huge advocate of just walking. You don't have to join a fancy gym. You know, you don't have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month in subscriptions to cycling programs. If you want to and it works and that's your thing, do it. But for me, I... Like if I could get back, I I literally spent $25,000 from 12 until 28 on personal trainers, diets that didn't work, uh, weight loss programs, everything you can think of, diet books, diet magazines. And so The Minimum Method is such a great book. It's really about just the tiniest change and how you can focus on that. And also he really breaks down some of the diets that don't work. And and more than that too, lots of times it's... is hormonal with our weight. So he really kind of, um, I feel like has a different approach. So here's my friend, Joey Thurman. Okay, Joey Thurman, um, you are back on the podcast. You were here, I don't know, maybe like six or eight months ago. We did something for my Patreon. Oh, wait, my mic. Okay, back. Um, Around mindful eating. Um, I got introduced to you years ago through Ty Bentley, of course, who I co-hosted the Sarah Ty and Mel show. Anyway, you're a nationwide trainer, became a celebrity trainer. But I feel like you've been one of these people that's on the forefront of sort of doing things mindfully from the beginning. And now you have a new book that's coming out. So I'm so glad you're back on the show. Well, you know, it's felt like forever since I saw your beautiful face. So I've been crying myself to sleep every single night. I missed your pink microphone. Really? I don't know. I, I think you've been busy. You've had Kelly Ripa. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've been on Jenna and Hoda. I mean, I, I think you're doing all right. You've, you've, uh, you've, you know, you've I mean, yourself- now you, you are the massive cherry on top. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be in that category. So um, look, the book is called Minimum Method. Tell me what the book is going to be about. I, I'm i a huge fan of yours because I just feel like you've been so transparent about your own body image issues. Um, you know, the way people can make long-term change, which is what it's all about instead of these quick fix diets that I think were so huge in the 90s and the early aughts. I feel like finally where people are waking up to like, this shit doesn't work. You know, you're not hmm. going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days and keep it off forever. So- Tell me what the minimum method is about. I am excited to pre-order this book. Well, I appreciate that. I'll also send you a free copy. So the minimum (laughs) method, the least you can do to be a stronger, healthier, happier you. So it's not about the moderation and all that sort of stuff. No, it's, it's the minimum amount that you need to do that you can do in your life for sleep, for gut health, for exercise, for mobility, for cognition, for family, for everything. So that minimum can truly lead you to the maximum. And I wrote this book for the person that's on the couch trying to get to the start line, not the person that's already at the finish line. And so many of us are trying to find that start line and it keeps moving and moving and moving and all this bullshit out there and all this crap on social media and everywhere else. I even apologize for the entire fitness and nutrition industry in the beginning of of the book. And I apologize for my 23, 24 year old asshole self because truly we need to find these science-backed studies and the totality of evidence, not like, oh, this one study said this one thing. What does the totality of evidence say for all these different aspects in the book? And there's only one chapter on fitness and it's towards the end. The first chapter is, you know, about myth busting and all sort of crap and me just being very blunt. 
you know, and then the first one that you really should read is just uh, about sleep and how, how that helps. And if your, your sleep, your sleep's not on point coming from a you know new mother, you know, how everything else just is off the rails. Oh, I mean, for me, one of the biggest things was I was like, I have to sleep train my son ASAP. And I know you have a son. It was like, mm-hmm. if I can get eight hours of sleep at a minimum, usually I like to try to get nine. I'm like, Oh my God, I can do anything. But without the sleep, it is cr- and and to me, I've always been a person. If I don't sleep, I eat. Like I, it's just like it's so weird. It's I'm sure it's I guess maybe to stay awake. You probably know the metabolic breakdown sure. of why we do it. But um, okay, two things I want to go back to. Why do you apologize at the start of the book for your well- younger self? <laughs> Because I, you know, one, you know, I, I really knew nothing and, you know, I thought I knew everything. So the point you think, you know, everything, you actually know nothing. No, was that so, when you, wait, was that when you first started becoming a trainer? Okay. You thought you knew everything yes. then. Okay. Yeah. So I, I first started and I realized I tried to beat people up and every workout need to crush it. Even professional athletes, they have bye weeks they have off days. Pitchers don't pitch every single day. So why can't we start treating ourselves that way? And like, I wake up in the morning and I just crush it. Like, no, you don't. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes your workout is going to suck. But just showing up and getting it in is going to help take care of your mind, your body, your gut health, your family, all that sort of stuff. And if you've got anxiety, where do you, where are you putting that anxiety? Is it in the workout? Is it in in you know in your you know stress response? Is it in your sleep? What are you doing with all that sort of stuff? So this fitness industry keeps throwing all the stuff you know down your throat and like these different classes that rhyme with schmorange theory and you know all this sort of stuff like oh it's like these bright lights and whatever and that all you're really doing is cardio. And you're not actually changing your body for the most part. And it's not training, it's entertainment. We're trying to be entertained on social media and all this shit all the time. It drives me crazy with these crazy diets or put butter in your coffee or whatever. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave Asper, you're supposed to be the longevity guy and you look like you're 70 years old. Like that is like, like that, that's not, that's not good. Like, no, like that you're in your late forties. Come on, man. Like great marketer. But that's what a lot of this stuff is, is marketing, is yeah. carnivore and whatever. Like really the totality of evidence says you need to have fiber and what's in fiber, right? For gut health, for, for immune health, for cognition to take a shit. And we're doing all this sort of stuff. And like, oh, don't have all this processed food, but you don't know have my bone broth because it's $25. And we keep feeding this, I guess, pun intended, down everybody's throat. And I fell into that. I used to say sugar is the devil. I probably shouldn't have sugar, but like a little bit here and there, where I could tell you actually how you could have it after a workout because you're a glute four transporter uh, within the cell opens up. You can actually intake more sugar, which helps your body recover more. Oh shit. Carbs are not bad. Carbs are amazing for you. We need to eat carbs. They're your preferred energy source. I can keep going all day long as you sit there and nod with your beautiful pink microphone. <laughs> No, I love to hear it. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it took me a long time to realize this. I was on a diet since I was 12 years old. You know, I went to my first Weight Watchers meeting and, you know, started counting. I could tell you, you know, I mean, I don't know. I would go and buy fat-free Fig Newtons, which tastes like shit, you know, and that was like my dessert. It was just, it was so awful. I did it for so many years. And then I finally, when I got to my mindful eating therapist, she was the one that began really a lot of the mindset you, you know, you also look more at the metabolic and the sleep, but she really got me to get away from all the rules around food of, you know, I did Atkins for so long, which was insane. You know, you couldn't really eat any carbs for, I think, it, I don't know what it was, 30 days, and then you were supposed to yeah. bring them back. And I mean, so many people did that. One of the things, though, what, what's one of the myths? Obviously, we're, we're not going to give away the book, sure. but what is one of the myths? Maybe you already touched on some of them 
in this that you're going to kind of debunk that maybe other people have not written about? Yeah. So, I mean, when I talk about carbohydrates and like the, how we need them and, and what you need them for, and yes, there's, there's bad carbs, if you will. And like, I don't like demonizing foods, but there's some things you probably stay away from. You have an autoimmune issue, you have celiac, you have gluten sensitivity. Like there's things that you should probably stay away from, right? You eat something you feel like you're going to shit your pants and next day you probably shouldn't eat that. Right. Yeah. Um, car- cardio is a calorie burning King. Like we have cardio, cardio, cardio. You know what? Here's the thing. Sarah, you have, if you have one day to work out, I tell you lift weights. If you have two days to work out, lift weights. You have three days to work out, lift weights. You have four days, eh, maybe throw some cardio in, but you don't need that treadmill because the, you know, the, the treadmill industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. You know what? Walking is free. Get outside in the sunlight, take 10 minute walks after every single meal. Why? Because yes, it's good. It's good for your brain. It's good for your mind to get vitamin D, but it's also a prokinetic and increases digestion and calorie burning and nutrient absorption. So what's three times by 10, everybody? That's 30. Oh, wow. I got my 30 minutes of movement in. We don't stop breathing when we lift weights. So weights actually helps your cardiovascular system as well. We add more muscle tissue. We increase our metabolic rate just a little bit, right? But we incre- and we increase the bone density. We, we can run away from zombies better. We can have better insulin sensitivity. So those carbohydrates that you're, ooh, you're supposed to not have, those donuts, maybe you could have that better, especially after a workout because your muscles can absorb those nutrients and utilize them and fuel yourself. So all sorts of myths I bust, if you will, in there, like, you know, just like the going, 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 like you're chronically stressed. And once, once again, cortisol is not a bad thing, by the way, like it's supposed to be there. Biology doesn't lie to us in physiology. We have these things and these mechanisms that should happen in our life. Like I got to shut down cortisol. I can't be stressed. Well, you know what? Working out is stressful. Oh, I wait. Working out's a good thing. Yes, it is. But it's stressful to your body. Inflammatory, but good inflammation. There's all this sort of stuff in there. I'm just like, I I hammer it down. I really hope people like, I don't want to just help one person. I want to help thousands and millions. It's okay that I want to help a lot of people and I want to make a lot of money at the same time. Okay. Well, you're speaking my language, please. I love money. Um There we go. (laughs) Oh, and helping people. Yeah, that too. Um, So wait, what do you think right now for trends in the health industry? What's the one that's like, that drives you the most nuts, like is the most full of shit right now? You know, I think the whole empty stomach, anything in the morning. Wait, okay. Tell me about this. I don't know this. What is this? Oh, you know, like empty stomach cardio, you burn more fat, whatever. You know what matters throughout the day? how many calories you're actually burning, right? You're, you're trying I get up in the morning and like, it makes sense. Like you might, you might burn a little bit more fat, empty stomach, but if you don't have fuel in your system, your workout will actually suffer. If your workout's not as good, guess what? You're not burning as many calories, not going to add as much muscle tissue. So if you want to get up in the morning and you want to work out in your stomach, you know, rock out, you know, if you want to have some food, go ahead and do that. But we're, we're trying to just keep, you know, we're wired and tired. We're doing all these sort of things and just trying to you know, work out this bad diet. And yes, there's some studies that say that you can, once you just start working out, even if your diet's, you know, the standard American crap diet, if you keep that, you can lose a little bit of weight. Why? Because you increase your energy, right? Um, but in turn, what matters the most is your overall calories. That'll determine your weight. And when we say we want to lose weight, we actually, what we want to say is we actually want to lose fat because you want to lose fat. You don't want to lose weight. You don't want to lose muscle tissue. And then your macronutrients will determine how you look. So make sure you have enough protein and then carbs and fats don't really matter around that. And then those micronutrients will determine antioxidant activity or your vitamin absorption. And that's a determine how you feel, right? So 
focus on getting as good of a workout as you can, sleeping well, mindfulness, all that sort of stuff. The cephalic phase of digestion, cephalic in Latin just means starts in the head. So being mindful, Sarah, of that food that you're eating and appreciating it. There's even studies yes. that show that people eat, eat faster can be 25 to 50% um, more likely to gain more weight. Why? One, they're eating fast, often eating fast, you're having processed foods, you're watching TV, you're whatever. But at the same time, your body is in this fight or flight sympathetic state and your capillaries are constricted, your blood flow is going everywhere else. You're not able to actually absorb the nutrients. So here's what I tell you. If you want to have pizza, you want to have tacos, you want to have donuts, enjoy it. Sit down, be mindful of it, be thankful for it. Yes, you probably shouldn't be having that every single day, but even the, the mere effort of enjoying that and accepting the donut, right? That will help you absorb those nutrients or whatever, a little bit that's actually in the donut, absorb them better so you can digest better, so your gut health is better, so your brain is better, so your body is better, so you keep crushing it, I hate that word, at <laughs> life because you enjoyed that. Okay, maybe you're having your ice cream. How about adding some blueberries on top of it? Antioxidant activity. Like we always look at like what we need to take away in life. What about adding things? There was a study out of University of Michigan or Michigan State. I'm sorry, Wolverines or Spartan fans, uh, which one it was. But by simply two groups, one just having access to all processed foods and nothing else, and one having access to processed foods and them giving them just fruits and vegetables, by just having more fruits and vegetables, but access to the processed foods, highly processed, I mean, chips and sodas and stuff like that, they actually ate less calories because they added good things into their diet. Whoa, fiber, nutrients, carnivore, ugh, right? Like, that's amazing. By adding these things, naturally, your body is going to start taking away the bad. Oh, my God. It's Look, I love it. You know, one of the first things you do in mindful eating is you have to basically you can pick like all your favorite foods, like a chip. Then And then you take some other things like a raisin or a piece of orange. You have to put them on a plate, like one little bite, and you have to like like eat them very, very slowly with your eyes closed, without distraction, being quiet. And you have to actually feel what the food tastes like, like on your lips, on your tongue, how it absorbs. And the most fascinating part is all these foods, especially for emotional eaters that in our minds we feel like our comfort foods, donuts, chips, when you eat them one at a time slowly, what's amazing is how not great they taste. Like I, you know, I used to do this with candy, like Snickers bars and everything. If you've actually taken a Snickers and really slowly eat, it doesn't taste like shit. It, it doesn't taste like anything. It really tastes yeah. like maybe you taste the nuts for like a minute but it's really so processed. You're like, I don't want this. I'd rather have a nice piece of real, real chocolate. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's so amazing when we slow down. Um, okay, so I like that the empty stomach. Um, what are some other trends that drive you crazy? Is I mean, is the bone broth really worth it? Like, does that really do anything? <sighs> I, I never wanted to drink that shit. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, the, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut 
health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I, I mean, look, when somebody is trying to sell you a pill to fix your every ill, you need to be worried when somebody is only the kettlebell person, only the keto person, only the carnivore person, only the mindful eating person, which like actually that might be pretty good. We all should be mindful. What we no, eat. it's that, very hard. Uh, you know it's, what I mean? Right. And it's, it's, it's not tough. for everybody. Yeah. It's not for everyone. And it's not one size fits all. And the hard part about mindfulness, it's hard to sell in masses because mm-hmm. if you really have an, if you're really overweight and you have a real emotional eating issue, there's something psychologically that's happened to you. And it's always like the bigger the trauma, the bigger the weight issue. And it's it's really hard. It's like you think even getting to the root of that will stop you from eating. But there's so much, you know, you've you've deal, yeah. dealt with so many clients. The psychology behind it is is very complicated and like can't be done with a pill. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things. And, you know, I think sometimes mindful eating or whatever diet you're on or box you want to put yourself in, you know, uh, I think sometimes that will lead to um, eating um, behaviors that that are not good, you know, and diet culture and all that sort of stuff. So sometimes people are focusing on things too much. And that could lead to what's called orthorexia, where you're just so afraid to like go out to eat or whatever. Like everything that you see is deemed bad. Like my, my you know, nutritionist told me not to go out to eat and have a salad because I don't know what oils and stuff they cook the salad. And then you just start like looking at everything through a magnifying glass and thinking everything is bad. So, you know, you, you start, you just developed this negative eating uh, pattern. You've got this negative feedback loop, even with foods that are like deemed healthy. Or we hear all these things like, you know, some moron told me that you get sunburned from having more celery, you know, like an observational study. Like literally <laughs> that, that, that's a thing. Wow. Like seriously, now celery is bad. Like I've got all the, these, uh, all these anti-nutrients in beans. I thought beans were good. Like we, we hear all this sort of stuff. So you need to be aware of yourself and, and what is good for yourself and take a step back. And sometimes we need to lean into the hard. So it might be hard to start like mindful eating and chew that raisin slowly, Sarah, right? But you're, you're chewing that, you're thinking about it like, okay, I'm doing this because of why. All right, I'm doing this because I want to be more mindful eating. I'm mindful eating because I want to take care of myself. I'm taking care of myself so I can take care of everyone else. So that'll give that dopamine response, right? The, the reward pathway, the, uh, the motivational pathway. So you start just telling yourself over and over again, one time isn't going to do it over and over. So you lean into 
that stressful response, you increase neuroplasticity, the synapses and the brain connections are going to be so much better. In turn, that's going to help your gut health because our immune system, um, you know, our serotonin is produced in the gut. Eating slowly. Don't even think about eating mindfully. Yeah. Start with eating, start slowly. With eating slowly. That eating people who eat slowly eat 10% less calories just by eating slowly. So if you eat that pizza slowly, enjoy it slowly. Don't even think about mindful eating. Just chew it slowly. So good. What do you, what's your take on, we're really in this body positivity um, space right now. And like every movement, in my opinion, is like, it always starts out great. Like, um, you know, you should celebrate your body. And then it just like goes to the extreme of like, it's fine to be 500 pounds overweight. It's fine. You know, Um, when of course we do know that obesity to some degree, I mean, kills, you know, whether or leads to other health issues. So how has that impacted your industry? Like, I'm so curious. I feel like 10 years ago, it was all about the diets, the trainers, the pills, the broth. And now it's almost like we are anti all that and like celebrate. It doesn't matter if you're 100 pounds overweight, stay 100 pounds overweight and just celebrate yourself. What's your what's your hot take on all this? I have many takes on this. Here. <laughs> um, so, so one, yes, we, we can look at neck circumference. We can look at waist. We can look at all this sort of stuff and it is not healthy to be obese and carry that much body fat. Now, if we did BMI, I'm considered almost obese, overweight. BMI is bullshit, by the way, for most people, because I've got muscle tissue, right? So if you just do, and BMI was um, created and I'll get to your question. BMI was created for insurance companies so they could do a quick mathematical formula to see if you're overweight, if you're at risk for, you know, a cardiovascular disease, disease and all sorts of stuff. So me at six, three, two, 10, I'm like literally on the edge of overweight and obese, according to BMI, but I'm almost single digit body fat. And, but body fat is expensive to test for everybody doing density scans, doing, you know, bod pods, all that sort of stuff. Right. So one, that's an issue there. So being obese, carrying that much fat, you know, uh, visceral and adipose tissue and the, and you know, the fat around your organs, that is not good. But being an asshole to somebody who's overweight, being an asshole to someone that wants to wear a two-piece bikini because of 300 pounds, that's not good. That person should love themselves. But yes, it is highly likely they have high blood pressure. They're pre-diabetic. They have diabetes. They could potentially die faster. All these sort of things, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but, you know, that's the truth. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Abs- I feel the same way. And I, and obviously I've been 200 pounds at 5'3". I mean, it's not pleasant. Like people do stare at you and don't want to sit yeah. next to you. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so many judgments. Um yeah, but of course, I mean, I don't know. To me, I knew at 200 pounds, I mean, I just felt so like shit. You know, my knees hurt. My, I'm like, I don't want a knee replacement at 45. Like, you know, so it's it's funny where we're at. Keep going. I, I like your yeah. take on this. No, I mean, yes, it, it's it's affected it a little bit, you know, but I'd say like, I mean, if I wanted to take on more clients, I could, but I've got all this sort of stuff coming out in this amazing book, The Minimum Method, right? Self-plug. Um, so like all, all, that, all that sort of stuff there, like, we need, we need to be more aware of it. People come in and now I think a little bit, they, they, they're aware that working out will help them in. Mm. Right. So I, I think that's great. And then once you're aware of that, then you can start doing these things, but like Lizzo love her to death. Have you seen her, her, um, series? God, was it the big girls club? I literally lost it during a couple of those episodes. I mean, they can out dance and out cardio me. So on a cardiovascular level, they're probably relatively healthy. But, you know, being being that overweight, we just look at their blood work, look at their markers, and then we'll see what happens with that. Same thing with being 
underweight, looking like me and having abs all the time might not be the best thing. Like we want to have as a guy, we don't want to be single uh, digit body fat. Why? Because our brain needs fat. As a female, if you have 12% roughly or less body fat, you will stop menstruating, right? I had a client years ago that thought she was pregnant because she stopped you know, having her period. But the thing is she had gotten sick and lost like five pounds. She's, she was already like just a genetic freak and ripped and stuff like I bet you're not pregnant. Go to your doctor, went to the doctor and the doctor's like, Oh, he told me to add more weight because I, I stopped having my cycle because I got too lean. So it's both ends of the spectrum for sure. But yes, yeah, like, it's not healthy to carry that much body fat. It's not healthy to be completely underweight, get your blood work checked get a vitamin panel checked, get your poop checked. There's all these sort of things that we have access to now, um, where you don't need to really be guessing at life. That's amazing. Okay. So, I mean, but what you are saying since you work in this field is, you know, some people who are 75, 80 pounds, a hundred pounds overweight, you, or what we deem looking sure. at overweight, it, the blood work may say something different, right? Like you actually might, to your point, like Lizzo, you could actually be 85, a hundred pounds overweight and still be healthy. Is that right? Like you, yeah. I mean, you can look at all sorts of different, you know, blood markers and C-reactive protein and, you know, and you know, LDL and HDL ratios and all this sort of stuff. And you could have a lot of these things that are probably good, you know, but if we're just looking at the evidence for like neck circumference and waist circumference, like that is going to increase your likelihood of getting all of these different, you know, comorbidity factors, you know, sleep apnea, all that sort of stuff, like right. carrying that much, you know, which eventually like right now, maybe your blood work is good. But carrying that much weight, maybe you're not sleeping as well. Like maybe you stop breathing at night, which is you need a CPAP machine. That's not a good thing. Like we need to breathe, you know, so all these sort of things that eventually they, they could lead up. And so we're looking at the evidence here and the totality of that evidence says carrying that much weight, maybe right now your blood markers might look okay. And your one, you know, um, thing is you've got you know too much fat on you eventually it's highly likely that you will have some sort of major health issue. Um, what do you think is the single, is it sleep? Like if you had to pick one thing where people could start today that just feel like, Hmm, I, I feel like in my life and health wise, I need to make a change. What would the one thing be that people could start that would, they yeah. would see, they would see over 30 days, like an actual difference. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, you know, they used to say it's, it's only exercise. It's only nutrition. Oh, it's diet and exercise. No, it's sleep. Is absolutely number one. Sleep is when your body recovers, repairs, releases um, cerebral spinal fluid for your brain. Lack of sleep actually increases um, um, higher risk of Alzheimer's, all this sort of stuff. So if you sleep, your hormones will start to regulate yourself. If you don't sleep, you crave 20, 30% more calories the next day. And generally those sweet calories. And we, we have these neural pod cells within our gut that actually tells you to crave more and more uh, sweet and sugary things. And having sugary processed foods all the time actually gives a negative um, feeling to you, right? So sleep will take care of a lot of your issues. So get your sleep on point. And I'm not just saying get seven to nine hours of sleep every night. If you go to bed at 8 p.m. one night and midnight the next night, and you're all over the place and you're getting up at different times, you're not reg regulating your circadian rhythm, your circadian cycle. And like our cells have a cycle too, right? You know, females, you've got a 28 day cycle. Guys, we're just, we're just crazy anyways. Um, but so like you do that, regulate your sleep first, during like beginning of the pandemic, I, I put on so much muscle at, you know, close to 40 years old now. I know I look amazing. Um, <laughs> but people are like, what, what are you doing? What are you like? What, what are you doing? I'm like, I've been sleeping consistently. Yeah. I went to bed 10 o'clock every night within an hour and I woke up 
every morning around six or seven, seven days a week. There's not just five days a week. So you weekend warriors, you know, trying to catch up on your sleep. Maybe you add a little extra hour, but then your body gets used to doing that. And then that sleep and then getting out in the sun and working out and getting the light in the eyes, like sleep is absolutely. If you read one chapter in this book and you follow one thing, it has to be sleep. I don't care. Don't exercise. Don't eat well. Get your sleep on point. So true. Oh, my God. It's so true. And it's like, yeah. And then there's a whole other element, too. I just feel like when you eat well, like even if you don't exercise, like if you just eat clean, you look a million times younger. It's And it sucks, too, because I love alcohol, but alcohol and weed, I mean, nothing will make you look fucking older, faster. And like now I can almost tell people that like drink and smoke a lot like they have that they just have the puffiness or they have that kind of under eye. It's. Okay, that's like a whole nother book about youth. But anyway, all right, look, I got a last question for you. Are you talking about my college? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you've been on all these morning shows. You've done Kelly and Ryan. You've done Sherry Shepard's talk show. You've done Jenna and Hoda. Okay, of all these hosts, who's in the worst shape? Oh, <laughs> oh God. It's Ryan, isn't the... it? It's Ryan. Ryan looked, I'm sorry, Ryan looked like he was shaking. Okay, like, sorry, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. I would say this to his face. I'm sorry, his little spindly arm looked like shake it he away was, there he, he was a trooper and like he put so much effort into that and i i, I love it but yeah, like you know i had him doing some things that were um you know novelty like it is is crazy what happens to your body so like doing like the i think the basketball squeeze i had him doing like with this beach ball like workout which is you know just entertaining for tv most people aren't gonna do that but like you can see what happens when you add and you work um different areas or modalities right like you start shaking a little bit and I mean, he, he was going after it for sure. And actually, he he looks pretty damn good. I mean, he's much older than I am. My God, he's going to be like but, 47, 48. Maybe he's yeah. 50 now. I don't know. But man, that guy who just like never stops. I'm very, very impressed by him. Um, and Kelly and Ryan, if you're listening, I will, you know, take the co-hosting job if Ryan's ever, you know, goes out of town. <laughs> Well, she's like, I mean, she's a longtime workout powerhouse. I mean, she looked yeah. like, please, you had her doing something. She was like looking you in the eye like this ain't shit. She was. Yeah, she, she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> She, she's she's lovely. She's, uh, she's honestly a lo lovely human being. Look, yeah. you're sweet to even answer it, and I'm I'm just putting you on the spot because obviously you work with all these people. We're not saying yeah. anything negative about any of them. But I, I, just so, think I sort it's of funny. did a politician like, answer for you. I sort of like kind of talked around. Oh, it's it fine. I already was like, oh, Ryan, it, uh, we're trashing <laughs> Ryan. I'm, I'm trashing Ryan. I don't care. <laughs> Look, it's the minimum method. How can we order? How can we pre-order this book? I love supporting you. You've always just been such a great supporter of us, whether it was on Sarah Ty and Mel on my show. So I am wishing you tons of success and everybody listening to this show needs to order from Joey. You're just such a good person inside and out. So where can we order? Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, the minimal method. I mean, Amazon's the easiest. I mean, you, okay. the, the the hard cover. There's the Audible. There's you know the 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 book. Um, Joey Thurman Fit and all social channels troll me nicely. Um, but yeah, it's available everywhere. Barnes and Noble, Target, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, pre-order now. It's out December twenty seventh. Do we think Peloton's going out of business? Do we? I'm just gonna like put. I, I'm I mean, gonna put you on I mean, the spot I, on everything. I, I, what do you think? I think I think dance <laughs> dancing on a bike should go, should go out of business in general. Like we don't dance on bikes. Like come on. I never oh, got crap. into any of that. I mean, everybody bought one during the pandemic. I was like, absolutely not. But uh, but anyway, um, okay, you're so sweet. Um, and did you pro to promote your Instagram too? I know you said Amazon everywhere we can buy. Oh, book. Yeah, yeah, just Joey Thurman Fit. That's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Joey Thurman Fitness on YouTube, joeythurman.com. There you go. I respond to every single DM, the appropriate ones.
Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you get inappropriate ones all the time. I, I, that's an Absolutely. entire another episode. Yes. Yeah. Your, your wife is a saint. Um, okay. <laughs> Bye, Joey. Yes. Love you. You're Bye. amazing. Thank you.